personally is trash. Wrestling is trash. And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the podcast for us trash boys get together, and talk everything professional wrestling. The good, the bad, the ugly, and boy, do we have the good, the bad, and the ugly to talk about today. today. Coming to you live from California, I am Trash Boy, numero uno, Nick Anicelli. Hope everyone's doing good today, but I'm always awkward. Don't really like talking about myself, so I'm instantly going to pass it over to my man, Trash Boy, number two, Lou, how you doing? You already know, Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash. Here again, once again, on episode 127 of Wrestling is Trash for you guys. Man, what a fucking show we have for you guys, dude. Um, You know, first of all, the first thing I really wanted to do before we got into the show was to give a shout out to you guys who are streaming and downloading and clicking and doing all the things. Like, we really... Like, our intention is not to, like, you know, we're not trying to be anybody big or anything like that. We do this shit for fun. We do it because we enjoy it. We we enjoy the rapport. And we love talking about wrestling. That's what we do. And looking at our numbers just kind of shoot up really quickly (laughs) is uh, is super encouraging. And it just kind of wants to, it it, kind of helps us want to create better and bigger things for you guys. So just thank you so much for helping us grow on YouTube. Um, that's actually a really big deal. We got that New Japan episode. What is it with you guys in New Japan? You guys love New Japan, huh? We're going to have to become a New Japan show because that video uh, is through the roof. So Yeah, and, and it's funny because we've made it known multiple times before that show and during the show that, yeah, uh... That's not, uh, this is not our expertise area. We made it known. I'd like to think we didn't do too bad of a job, especially for some other shows I briefly listened to and even the popular, popular news sites coverage. You know, at least we kind of did our thing with that. And, uh, so yes, thank you guys again. You know, when I first started this with Rob, Lou, Dan, all of us, like I've always just want to do it for fun. Don't care about fame. Don't care about a script. Just kind of get here, do our thing, talk wrestling. Cause it's, as you all know who listen, wrestling brings you into different friends and things like that. So that's why I thought about talking with people who I haven't known for a while about wrestling now. I talk to Shia on the daily. But, yes, thank you guys again very much. For us, 2023 is off to a great start. But for yeah. one of the – probably the biggest wrestling company right now in the world, it's not really starting out that great. You want to tell everyone live why, Lou? Bro, we're not even two weeks into the year, and there's already chaos and turmoil in the WWE. So, as you all well know, this well-documented Vince McMahon has returned and ascended to power in the WWE. He basically bullied his way back into his own company, being the majority stockholder. He literally, you know, they talk about be a star, be a star. 
Well, he he literally bullied his way back and he said, listen, I got all these shares. I'm coming back. I don't care. And he is now back. And literally right before the show today, we get word from Stephanie McMahon that she has decided to step down from her position and go on the leave that she previously was going to go on before Vince was taken out due to, well, not taken out, but he decided to step down when all these Mm -hmm. allegations so but we all know the deal there and uh it's just it it's been very chaotic i thought i would take a second here to kind of just read her statement if you guys will bear with us because it's it's pretty poignant what she wrote here so um she says about eight months ago i took a leave of absence and within a few weeks unexpectedly had the opportunity of a lifetime i had the privilege to return as the co-ceo and chairwoman of the board of wwe I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider to be the greatest company in the world, working alongside a remarkable leadership team and one of the strongest executives I have known in my co-CEO, Nick Khan. That guy. Our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as executive chair and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives. And with Nick's leadership and Paul Triple H Levesque as chief content officer, I am confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue and provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for our shareholders. WWE is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation. (laughs) I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. I will always remain dedicated to WWE. I truly love our company, our employees, our superstars, and our fans. And I am grateful to all our partners. Thank you for everything. Then, now, together, forever, Steph. So, Nick, official resignation. She's basically, it's it's not just a leave. Like, she's not done. Hey, I'm going to take a little break or whatever. She gave everything up. She's done. Yep. And as I said, I think in the group text and then just to you and then even to my girl about it in the short time frame this has been out, it's like, first off, thank you, Stephanie, not just for these eight months, for everything. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? From the on screen to the off screen to the amazing woman she is, you know what I mean? Crazy how such an amazing woman could be one of the, some people say, you know, greatest TV heels because of how she acted on TV. But just, you know, you got to think like, you, your dad finally leaves and you take over, you know, cause some people say, you know, should they have just bought the company or got the company, blah, blah, blah. Like should the kids have taken it, whatever way you want to look at it, right? Regardless, she had the realm and it's like, right, I got this, you know? And then it's like, all right, well now he's back. Now there's like another allegation thing where he might have to step down again because of coming back too soon or something. We kind of have a, a clip of that, but so we even know how long this will last, but it'll probably last. And it's just like, probably, like I said, man, just fed up, just fed up. You got to think like everyone's made it known Vince isn't the easiest person to work with. You know, some people praise him, but they even say then the ones who praise him, like he's not easy to work with at all times. So and that's your own father, you know, like we talk about awkwardness and professionals, right? Like with jobs, like we've all been had that awkward conversation with my boss. Imagine when that's your own dad. 
You know, like we make jokes about like the dinner table's probably awkward tonight, you know? Yep. Things are just different. And it's like, as I said, she's worth a zillion dollars. Her husband's worth a zillion dollars, who's still making zillion of dollars. Like, fuck it. Go out and be a mom. Like, I give her credit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you trust Nick Khan, whatever. We hear good things about him, bad things about him. We hear he's part of the cuts. We hear he's not part of the cuts. You know, we hear all this mixed reviews. So I, you know, he's he's not a heel or a face to me. I can't really decide what he is. Right, um, right. But uh, it's just like, you know, like, just thanks for everything, but... It's I guess it's like you never know what's gonna come next in this area. It's always a roller coaster with the WWE, no matter what it is, whether it's it's in inner workings, outer workings, releases, new signings. There's always a roller coaster, dude. And it's funny. Last week I was saying about Vince McMahon, like I was trying to convey how, you know, when I'm at the ripe old age of seventy, God willing, you know, I want to be in a position where I'm like comfortable enough to just live and be, you know. The rest of my days just happily. And it's like she's doing what he should be doing. Like he should be shuffling the fuck out of here and going to live off in his golden years with his wife and going traveling and seeing the world. I mean, I'm obviously he's done a lot of that already, but in a business sense, like how much time for relaxation? Bro, from what I understand, dude only sleeps like four hours. Like how the fuck? Yeah. Like, Seventy years. I bro, if I slept only four hours a day, I'd dude. I, I I would not be able to function. There's no way. So it's yeah. like it's like you it's like you No no no, I'm just saying she's like she's going off and realizing, damn, you know what? My kids are a certain age. Eventually they're gonna be out of the house and all that. You know, I need to be a mom and spend time with my kids and maybe they wanna travel or maybe she just wants to sit at home and eat bonbons, bro. Who knows? She just probably wants to get away from all this craziness. And you deserve I can't blame her, bro. You got the money. You got the wonderful family. You got, you know, she's basically got it all. You got your health. Just, bro, enjoy life, dude. Stop. You don't have to deal with this bullshit. Can you imagine how miserable it must be over there right now? Supposedly, according to all the reports that I'm seeing online, uh, morale is uh, not good right now over there because Stephanie was very, mm-hmm. very well liked and her leaving is not good. Yeah, and it's like, even if, like, like you can't, as we were saying off there, you can't allow Triple H to go. Because he is the morale booster right now. Man. You know what I mean? Morale was through the roof. And then in the past 10 days, like, the thing is, what makes me think is, as much as we all talk shit on Twitter, and there's these dirt sheets, like, people in the company read those things. Like, you gotta think, like, and obviously Vince don't give a fuck, but you know, he definitely knows this is not well liked by his fans. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, like, this is That's not the thing, this though. This isn't That's liked. the thing, though. It was today, Tuesday, so. We know he doesn't care. You know. Can you imagine on, on Friday if he just decides to open the show? How loud the pop is gonna be from those fucking, from the general yeah. public? Cause they love Vince. They, most of the people, again, I forgot who said it, but uh I think it was Dave Chappelle. It's like Twitter's not the real world, bro. I know we live and die on Twitter because that's where we get all our information and shit, but dude, that's a that's a like sample size of like the actual world. So if he was to come out on SmackDown, so, all those people will be like, Oh my 
fucking fuck it. They would freak out. And that's yeah, exactly and I think what that's, he yeah. He would feel validated with that shit. Just, just like, so SmackDown have 0.3 million viewers, right? So I want to ask you this, because obviously the IWC lives, breathes, and dies wrestling to a toxic right. point. We've said before, mm-hmm. right? Some not all toxic, but definitely toxic, right? And they like, and so out of the 2.3, say every week there's always 2.3 million. How many of them you think's really part of that, like IWC? Yeah, would you say even like 500,000? I don't even think it's that Yeah, because if you look at these big pages, like I think Meltzer, I'll check right now real, real quick. Because I think we could argue Meltzer's probably got one of the biggest followings, right? Would yeah, you say? I would go, I would go directly to him for that. So like, Dave Meltzer only has, thir- not only, <laughs> has 300,000 followers exactly. Yeah. Right? So it's like, they're, like, and I, I see, and this is where I give Tony Khan credit, he listens to, like, the hardcore fans, which is a good thing, right? You don't always have to, but he does. He does listen to them. But, so you got to think, if we say 2.3, yeah, like you said, there's still over a million and a half people that probably don't follow these dirt sheets, that watch SmackDown and Raw every week and are genuinely surprised. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there are people who see these Cody vignettes, right? Us knowledgeable wrestling fans are like, all right, this dude's probably coming back in the Rumble now, like, for sure. People are going to see him. We'll still get a pop because it's like, yo, this dude's back. He had that crazy injury in that match that we all saw. But it's like, people are going to be like, yo, like, there are people out there that have no clue The Rock could be in the picture for Mania. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's who they're catering to. Yeah, the general public, man. That's why Vince don't give a fuck. Vince ain't here for fans like us. He's really not. Yeah, it's the, the we're Tony Khan's, the Triple H's, they're there for us. Vince yeah. don't give a fuck. You think we're when Vince is right and raw, he cares about what wrestling is trash is thinking? Like, no, no, he don't give a fuck. Of course not. It's just we're literally the vocal minority. It's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, we think we're making all this noise. Not like if you look at Meltzer's tweets, he's tweeting about it like, you know, an hour ago, he's tweeted about uh, the board of directors, you know, voted to vote Vince back in. It's got 267 retweets. Like, that's 267 people. You think at Monday Night Raw, the the stadium, that it's like 12,000 people. So, like, do the math. It's the vocal minority. He doesn't give a shit about the Twitter people. It's when he comes out on SmackDown or if, if... I'm telling you, bro, I said it last week. He's going to... He's going to be back on TV... Soon, I'm telling you, bro, it's going to happen. One of these Mondays or one of these Fridays, we're going to be on Twitter and it's going to say Vince McMahon will be on, t- will open the show tonight. I guarantee it's going to happen. And he's going to come out and he's going to get the pop and say something for like 15 seconds and bounce. And they're going to eat it. He's going to eat it up. That's an ego thing. That's just like the adoration thing. He's not going to get booed. You think they're going to boo him? There's no way. Nah. There's not a chance he's going to get booed. And he knows yeah, that. I it's literally yeah. his company. Like, it's all him. So. It, it, yeah, dude, I don't you know. know. It's just. It's, you know, usually when news, something comes better along. And it's just one of them that nothing's yeah. happening. Like, you know, like. The, the next, what seems next could be Triple H. Like, you know what I mean? 
And I'm gonna tell you something right now. If Triple H puts out a tweet or some bullshit that he's like, I've decided to step down and blah blah, blah. that's it, bro. It's a wrap for this company for the next couple of years. I can't, I can't deal with Kevin Dunn being in charge of fucking creative. I can't do it. And why not bring back Johnny Ace too? Let's get Johnny Ace back out of the fucking hole you threw him in and put him back in creative. Fuck, make him the GM again. Have him come out and do the 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 goddamn. Raw anonymous GM bullshit again. Why yeah. not go back to all that horse shit? Yeah, and you know what it is too. It's like take like Stephanie leaving is more of like a. I don't want to. I can't think of the, not a shot to the heart, but like a like a damn. Like the superstars don't want to see her go. You know what I mean? Because from childhood fans, like how we all were yeah. seeing her on TV, and then how nice of a person she is, and all that. No one wants to see her leave. It's like. You let someone like Triple H go, hear me out. This is where you have your talent like Seth Rollins, who loves the art of professional wrestling, who says right now he will eat, sleep, and breathe just WWE, who maybe would stay, but I bet you he's going to hear a Tony Khan offer. You know what I mean? Like those bigger names. Like that's just me because Triple H is the guy that's going to keep a lot of names around. He leaves. Other people are going to – they'll entertain whoever. Which is fair. I think in regardless who's in charge of whatever company, you should always hear out your options. Like right. I'm a total believer in that. But it's like that's what like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's like Vince is just saying, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, if I honestly if I was Tony, I would keep it nice and quiet right now. I know we had yep. a a good laugh with him the other day with his tweet <laughs> about Oh, everybody's treating yeah. me nice today. I wonder what's going on. I know we got a kick out of that, and it was a nice troll, and he likes to troll. But, dude, right now I would just focus on my shows and make some cool announcements about ROH and things like that, and I wouldn't even bother with any of that bullshit because yeah. it's just not its not a good look, bros. You need to stop focusing so much on what the other people are doing and focus on what you're doing. So if I was yeah. him, I'd – yeah, because yeah, because you already know tomorrow. Even though he did everything precautionary, saying Mercedes won't be there, if she's not there, the dude's gonna get backlash for that. Which yeah. he did everything. He did everything you were supposed to do to not get backlash. But as we said, the wrestling minority is gonna backlash. Oh, yeah. how was she not there? Blah blah blah. Like, bro, we said yeah, she had gonna a get, partner. He's gonna get backlash whether she's there or whether she's not there. He's gonna. But get I'd rather backlash. be. I'd rather. I'd rather be getting that backlash than the other backlash yeah. that's going I'd on. Really Especially like to too, like we were saying, like Bonnie and all that. They just came off their drama. Yeah, you know I mean, hey, hey, hey you, Tony probably sitting there like better them than me. My team's yeah. got a playoff game this weekend. Yeah, for you know really, what I mean. Other shit to focus yeah, on. So, yeah, but you know. Of, so. uh, speaking of Tony and Sasha and all those things. Um, as we said earlier, our New Japan episode really took off and we enjoyed really talking about that. So we figured there's more news, so why not discuss it? So the New Japan yep. show has a show in San Jose and it's sold out on the strength of one match on being on the card. They sold out a show having one match only announced on the card. You know what that match was? Money. <laughs> yep, money versus Kyrie. Money versus Kyrie. Uh, I always want to call it Kyrie Sane, but it's just Kyrie. That's the yeah. only match announced for this show, and the motherfucking shit sold out. That is a big deal. 
There could be more matches announced and we just don't even know. <laughs> oh, no. Well, obviously there's going to be more matches. But yeah. it's just like, damn, yeah. bro, you sold out a show based on one match of two women, bro. Like that's, and it's a New Japan show. It's not like a, you know, a WWE show or something like that where you kind of expect these shows to sell out. No, this is a fucking New Japan show. So it's like, dude, that's a big deal, man. Sasha, hmm, Sasha, I got to stop calling her that. And hey, you're Shane, still in that grace period. You're still in the grace yeah, period. I just fucking, I love that character, man. She's basically the same character. She just changed her name. But, um, bro, people still say Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's going to be a Jim Ross still says Daniel Bryan all the time. Jim Ross yeah, does that shit he all called the time. <laughs> he he um, called Kenny Omega the WWE champion. Remember yeah, that? <laughs> that's crazy as hell. That's crazy as hell. Um, oh, yeah, man, that just goes to show you, bro. That girl is box office. She's, she is the real fucking deal. She is a star. She's a big deal. I don't care what all these nerds on Twitter say that they're trying to detract from her name and, Say that she's not this and she's not that and she yeah. shouldn't have left and she's not going to be, she's not yes. going to do anything anywhere. Yo, she rings bells, bro. And I'm just going to give her all the love in the world for that shit. That she deserves every bit of that shit. And I can't wait to watch that match. Because it seems she's going to be with New Japan at least for a few months, for sure. Right? Maybe longer. Say she does go back to WWE or goes to AEW. Like we were saying before, I kind of hope even if she signs any contract, I hope wherever she does it's not long term. I because I want to see her just go out and do these things, and that's just awesome. I mean, like we always say, like, oh well, this person was announced for a pay per view now, ticket prices went up. Like, yo, one name was announced, and the motherfucker sold out. I don't care. If there was only, I don't know how many seats are there, but even if there's only 6,000, when that shit first got announced, there was a lot of seats left. So mm-hmm. you could even, even if it is only that big, which that's still big to me, honestly, but yo, she put 6,000 people in a seat or 10,000 people, 15, I don't know how big the arena is, but right. she did that. And that, that's like proving your worth. Now, granted, there's still a high right now from all this, but she does have that star power. You know what I mean? Like, uh. Uh, Asia, a guy who's in the group chat, which is on the little quieter side. Um, he's very, very big Mercedes fan. Like he and yeah. he and that club, he and the crew, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and for those fan. who don't know, last night, yeah, last night was the national championship for college football. One of the biggest sporting events of the year. And last year she opened it. She was the open for it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the average wrestling fan probably doesn't watch college football like that, but. The average American does. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a big college football fan, and I watch that game every year, right? Me, so, yeah, I think she was opening that. Let me ask you something, because it just – the idea just struck me. It, so, so let's say – because, you know, obviously the, the rumor is WWE is for sale. <laughs> we were speculating in the pre-show before we went live that um, Comcast, NBC Universal is probably the front runners to, like, pretty much outright buy the, the entirety of WWE or whatever. And I know we know they have a contract with NFL. Could you ever see like a wrestling match opening a football game? Like as far as like you know how they they have a or maybe even a halftime <laughs> show like on the fucking. I'll like, say remember halftime heat. I could see that. Um. So I don't know the logistics of how long it takes because you got to think like big big you games like a ring, Super Bowl. Right? 
Yeah, you got to think big, big things like Super Bowl. No, because obviously we all know it's all about the halftime performance right. show. But I could see like like a divisional playoff somehow game. wrestling. I could see it. I could see it somehow wrestling affiliated for sure. Like getting them involved. You know, whether it's having people at games and because you got to think like every uh, every Sunday on Fox they promote SmackDown like a lot. Yeah. So I definitely could see like. Something I could see something. That would be a wild. Um, maybe they did. Like a, you just at halftime, they just wheel a fucking full, fully built out ring, and they have a, a ten minute match like uh, Roman Reigns yeah, and, and Braun Strowman see. have like a little eight ten minute match. That would be that would be fucking insane. Um, I just I don't yeah, know why I, I thought see. just popped Except in my head. Because I... anything could happen. You know what I mean? Like you could do anything. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. shit. If Disney buys it. Is Roman Reigns going to be a cameo in a movie, whether it's as yeah. a cartoon or not? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because Disney, ESPN, all that, you know? So, yeah, it's just crazy where it can end up. And it's what I love about it is with wrestlers, as we were saying with Mercedes, it's like you just get that one break. You know what I mean? Like, The Rock got that one break. Batista... Argue or not, he's very popular. He's been getting a lot of praise on the internet too, actually. John Cena, I'd say obviously Mercedes now. You know what I mean? Roman's kind of getting popular. As we said on the AEW side, like MJF starting to do little, little movies. That's right. all it takes. Jade, I don't know if Jade's done anything yet, but Jade's going to go somewhere. You know what I mean? She's going to be in a movie or some shit. You know what I mean? So you know what's it's cool out. seeing how it is. You um, I saw a clip on, um, I think it was on Twitter, which we stay on fucking Twitter, bro. I see everything on Twitter. Um, I, I saw a yeah. clip of The Rock on fucking Star Trek Voyager. Now, I had, I'm a Star Trek guy. Like, I, Star Trek Enterprise, uh, Star Trek, uh, D Space Nine. Like I grew up watching that shit. I, I can see on your face that you're like, what? Um, so yeah, I can see you're not a Star Trek guy, and that's okay. It's it's fine. Yeah. But the thing is, Star Trek Voyager came out, and I watched maybe like the first two or three episodes, and I hated that show. Uh, the plot of Star Trek Voyager was they they were exploring the galaxy, and they hit like this wormhole that sends them like basically seventy five years away from where they were supposed to be. So their ship does not have the power to get them back in time. It would literally take them 75 years to get back home if they turned around and and tried to go back. So the, the, the idea of the show is that they're going to different planets and exploring, but they're trying to find out how to to, to fucking get back home. Yeah. And one of the episodes, they ended up like in some, I, I, I never saw it when I watched the show because I, like I said, I, after three episodes, I got pissed off at the captain because she, could have gotten them home like four different times, but she didn't <laughs> want to like violate the prime directives that they follow. So I'm like, bitch, no, we're 75 years away from home. Like we need to violate whatever the fuck to get home. But that's another story. Um, There was an episode where they're like in some kind of like arena. And one of the characters named seven of nine. Uh, She's, she's like, a, a, she's her character is like the Borg. She's separated from them or whatever. She's like very okay. strong and can fight and all this bullshit. And she's over here fighting in this arena. And who is it that comes out? It's the fucking rock. 
And I was like, what? How did I never know this until this? Like, how did I just find this out that he was on goddamn Star Trek, bro? I had no idea he was on Star Trek, dude. You know, you know, it's Potsman. One, I had that reaction because I wouldn't picture you as a Star Trek guy, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I love Star Trek. And then second, it popped in my head, right? Thinking like The Rock, right? Even before he was Hollywood Rock. He kind of came off like a Hollywood celebrity, like his character, right? The way oh, he dressed yeah. and everything. Batista, same thing. Sasha, same thing, mm-hmm. right? And then even like on the AW side, like Jade, the way she presents herself and MJF. The only one you could argue is maybe Cena because he always wore his Fruity Pebble shirts. Does right. it seem like the ones that get presented like they're Hollywood stars just naturally become Hollywood stars? Well, you would think that's the thing that I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why there's not more famous wrestlers like that. Like, dude, can, like, do people understand how hard it is to go out there in front of like fucking 14,000 people on a live show every week and be cutting promos on another dude and staying in character and then performing in an athletic competition? Yeah. Like, that shit is like, that shit takes serious talent, bro. I know people like to shit on wrestling or whatever. It's a, it's basically a male soap opera. I understand that, but some guys are better than others at cutting the promos. But dude, people like Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins. What about Samoa Joe? Like, how hasn't Samoa Moxley, Joe been like Joe? Like, how hasn't Samoa Joe been like the bad guys? Like, keep, like heavy. Like, how hasn't yeah. Samoa Joe been that guy in the movie that can talk a little bit? Be intimidating while like the dweeby little old guy is yeah. right there. Like shit. I was super excited when I found out that he he was gonna because he's gonna be on this twisted. They're making a twisted metal show. Yeah, yeah, and he's twisted metal PlayStation game or whatever, and he's gonna be playing Sweet Tooth. And I was like, oh, oh, that's that's dope. But then I just I found out that he's only playing like the 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 body. He's not mm-hmm. using his no vocals of or of any <laughs> kind. Because Will Arnett, the actor, is doing the voice of Sweet Tooth. So it's like Joe's performing, but he's not talking. And I'm like, bro, that's like half of Joe's like whole thing is his the yeah. way he talks and shit. Like, how do you not want to use that? I get Will Arnett's a big star, but it's like, bro, come on, man. You're going to have some more Joe yeah. there and you're not going to let him talk. That's crazy, bro. So, that's crazy. Yeah. And then to kind of move on, speaking of big stars and staying on the New Japan kind of subject, mm-hmm. Switchblade. Jay White is apparently his contract's running out. I know he has a match, um, like February 11th, like loser leaves New Japan with, um, oh my God, his name's on tick my tongue. The guy we were saying last week, WWE's interested in him. Oh, Hikaleo? Hikaleo, yes. And now apparently they have interest in both of them. So I kind of want to watch that match to see who's actually yeah. leaving. But as expected, he has a heavy interest because he's made it known he wants to go to America, and he's got heavy interest from WWE and AEW. That's and what I read is, as, yeah, exactly. And um, just crazy because you hear the Hikaleo speculation, and then he's in that match. And then, oh, yeah, makes sense why he'd go, blah, blah, blah. Then uh, Jay White, he's in that match, and he just dropped the title. So anyway, I guess, where do you want to see him? You know, it's hard because I look at a guy like Switchblade and one of my favorite things about him is his promo and he has got a foul mouth. Um, and that's one of those things where um, 
it's not a big deal because he was on impact for a couple months uh, earlier this year and he was totally fine on there, even though he was a little more subdued than he usually is. Uh, yeah. So he should be fine, but yeah, I, we already saw him in AEW. So I kind of want to say WWE because I kind of want to see him wrestle Seth Rollins. <laughs> no, not even kind of like, I want to see that match. Um, yeah. I want to see them go <laughs> at it, bro. Like pause for real. Um, even though you know, you know it's gonna it's gonna be toned down a bit because you know they tend to take moves away and they don't let them go full crazy. But with Triple H in, in charge of things, you know that has loosened up a little bit. You've seen guys doing some wild shit out there. But I kind of think he's gonna end up. You know, it's tough, man, because he's got a lot of friends, and I don't know if he has a lot of besides like the Good Brothers and AJ or and Finn Balor too. Uh, so he has friends in both companies. I'm sure they're all friends in in some way or another. So, and you know they're both trying to recruit because that's how it yeah. goes. And I just, you know, it'd be nice for him to get the fucking bag, bro. That guy's been working too hard for too long. You know, I'm sure New Japan is paying him very, very well. But it would be really nice to see him get the fucking bag. Like, imagine him popping up in the Royal Rumble, bro. Oh my god, it's not gonna happen. At least not this year. Yeah. Um, because I think his contract is like far it's a little past the Royal Rumble, but bro, that would be fucking tremendous to hear the Switchblades music come out and come out in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, no, dude. I so that's that's what it is with me, man. I wanna see people now we all know Tony can give the bag as well. And yeah. you know what I'm interested to see? And you only see it um every once in a while from WWE, but you usually see you can usually look up like yearly salaries. Like it usually gets released. I don't know if maybe because the company's public, but I would like to know what some of those people are uh making over there. Because there's just a you know what I mean? There's just a lot of money that TK obviously throws around. And um I know they just signed WWE just signed someone else too from New Japan Strong. Um I gotta look up the name so we can get back to it. But uh so they're they're heavy in that new Japan market right now. And if I was Triple H and I was in charge of that recruiting process, I'd be as soon as I'm able to be on the phone to talk to Jay White, I would be on the fucking phone to talk to him, bro. Because that's a that's a that's a final boss type dude. That's a you know, I saw a video where I don't know how old it was, but it was Triple H talking about he was saying, uh, yeah, we have, we, there's plenty of wrestlers. Like there's wrestlers everywhere, but we're not looking yeah. for wrestlers. We're looking for like the one in a millions. We're looking for stars. We're looking for the, you know, the cream of the crop for lack of a better word. That's Jay White. Jay White's one of those dudes. He is a top is. dog. So I would be on the phone immediately with that dude. Uh, Whenever it is that his contract is available. So it's Carl Fredericks. Okay. Signed with NXT. Yeah, Carl Fredericks was one. But yeah, no, I agree, dude. Like, one, go get the bag. And that's what it is. Like, they're going to sign. Like, if you really think about it, all the big New Japan stars in, like, the last five years, that come to my mind just instantly, like, on the American side, they've signed or made an offer. AJ Styles. The Good Brothers were hot at the time, brought them in. Shinsuke Nakamura, um, 
Oh my god, what who wow, he was in NXT. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Oh my god. He uh began with a K. He already left. He just didn't renew his contract. He had like the time machine kind of wheel of fortune th- wheel oh, of fortune. Um, <laughs> Back to the, Oh my Kushida. Kushida, there you go. Kushida. Then even when the Bucks and uh Hangman and uh Omega and all them were up before AEW was a thing. I don't know if you remember, they offered uh Omega and the Bucks like six year, six month contracts to try it out. Um, they could bring part of the contract was BTE and Hangman was going to go to NXT making main roster money. So if they think you're a big star, they're going to pay you. So I think that's why it'd be cool just to see, just like I said, just to see that bag. Oh, yeah. I'm all about the motherfuckers going out and just getting paid personally. I know I keep saying it, but that's just me. Like, yeah. yo, especially a dude like him who's grinded between Impact, New Japan, brief AEW appearances, like, effort. And to be honest, we've seen a lot of people, I want to see these more, I want to see not Forbidden Door because it's signing with the company, but you know what I mean? I want to start seeing it go the other way too. Yeah, it's just, yeah, like I said, he was already on AEW and it's like AEW, I tend to not be one of those guys who says who says they have a bloated roster, but they fucking do. They just have they have a lot of guys and there's a lot of lack of direction for some of these people and then that goes without saying. So I don't really think Jay White is gonna get the proper like I think he would be a much bigger deal in WWE than he is in AEW. Even though there's probably more fans who are familiar with him in AEW than there are in WWE, but I think he would end up getting super over with his character if he went to a Raw or SmackDown. Just my, the you cannot put that guy in NXT, with... bro. Do not nah. fucking have me Former turn on fan. NXT and nah. see Jay White on NXT. I will drive to Stanford, bro. Don't do that, bro. That's not an NXT. You face like, no. Dragon Lee, I kind of understand why they're putting him in, in, in NXT because, you know, the English thing and, you know, they, they're probably going to want to work on him a little bit and change some things. But bro, you cannot put Jay White on, on, what's he going to feud with Braun Breaker? Get the fuck out of here, bro. He needs to go to the main roster. Like, just come on. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't See, do that, I bro. wish now, and I wish Bandito would have signed with them. Because then nah. I want to see him in Dragon Lee. No. Because I haven't I seen him on right TV in a minute. He's just I on, seen um, him on TV in a minute. He's just on Dark. Yay, Dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's what it is. You got Some things just take time, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, we always say that. And uh, one thing that took its time. And I'm going to go back. I won't say Lou. But I was critical. I'm pretty sure he was. But I don't like calling people out when I'm wrong. Back in the beginning of September... At the Clash, at the Castle, premium live event. Old Dominic Mysterio <clears throat> turned on his father and then aligned with the Judgment Day. Initial reactions and initial presentation, one word in my eyes, awful. Awful. Now we fast forward four months later, we'll argue. Dominic Mysterio might be my favorite thing on Monday Night Raw right now. And it's funny. It's funny because I don't know if that's due to the 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 shitty direction that Raw is in, or just that this yeah. Dominic Mysterio thing is so good. Because I mean, come on, bro. 
You got you got the judgment day. We had a we had we look at this picture, bro. This is some this is some next level. This is some serious Vato Locos vibes, bro. So we had some fun in the group chat earlier. We uh I took that picture and I kinda badly superimposed Dominic into the Vatos and, Locos tribe here. We had uh This is why Sorry to cut we you had, off. This uh, is why our audio listeners need to subscribe to our YouTube. Oh yeah, so that's why you need to come on YouTube story. so you can check out the this this. Even though we're blocking yeah. our faces here, we're still trying to figure this shit out, guys. Sorry, I'm over here. Nick's over there. Hey guys, hey. this was uh, <laughs> we're in the photo. The father of our podcast. Yeah, there you go. I got to pose somehow. Do my b boy stance. Yeah, we're in the, the photo. father we're of the podcast. <laughs> uh, Mr. B Rob came up with this album cover here. All he did was slap the parental advisory sticker on there, but it's all good. Um, I ended up getting this from friend of the show, Joe Bruno. Uh, proof that video games can lead to your children to a life of crime. <laughs> I thought that was funny. so perfect. Yeah. That's hey, hilarious. props to PSP being so far ahead of its time. Yeah, man. I actually really miss my Vita. I had a, a, a Vita for a couple, actually for like a year. And I missed that thing. But, dude, you know, when Dominic turned heel, we all thought, you know, it might not have been the best, you know, visually or whatever. But we agreed that this is probably the best for his character because that the face being tag team with his dad and being like a good guy, it was not working. It was it's not working. Of course. With the spandex suit that he had on, the full body suit, and the, it just wasn't, it wasn't working, bro. So we were like, yeah, we'll turn him heel. And, you know, people usually excel when they turn heel. But now this is like next level shit. This this whole going home for the holidays and getting beat up by his family, <laughs> his own family and beating his dad's ass in his house and all that. I said, I said before, Rey Mysterio, I need Rey Mysterio's uh, Latino card. I need to pull his Latino card, bro, because if he hasn't pulled out a chancleta yet and beat Dominic's ass, I can't consider that dude a, a, a Latino dad, bro. But um, he's the best thing on Raw. He really is. This kid is hilarious. Now, he's getting pops. He's getting med- He's getting pops. He's getting props. He's getting everything. He is bugging and thugging on this show. And the fact that his in-ring work is, you know, it's not great, but it's not the worst I've seen because Tyrus is still out there wrestling. So... You know, it's not even about the in-ring with Dominic. It's just about the character and the shit that he's saying, dude. It's hilarious. He's got a teardrop tattoo, bro. He he literally got a real teardrop tattoo. I don't understand why he did that. Hey, that's what happens when you do hard time. But he did he did a whole three hours of hard time. And shout out to um even the Miz and Corey Graves too. They were bugging on the on the um on the commentary, bro, he was throwing out all the uh, the the lines from the office, yeah. prison Mike, and all that shit. Uh, everybody was having a good time, dude. It's the best thing on Raw by far because most of Raw is 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 basically garbage. And, and you know it's crazy. It. And you're crazy because we used to shit on Judgment Day, yeah, like shit on them. But Rhea Ripley, I'd argue fan favorite, and even sporting book. Favorite odds of winning the women's rumble. Like I would not be shocked if she won. Oh yeah. Judgment Day just won the tag whatever match last night to face the Usos. Now granted I don't see them winning because I did the KO Sammy thing. But if Judgment Day were the ones to beat them, they would get a massive pop. And 
eventually it's going to happen. Dom and Ray at Mania. It's been speculated forever. When Ray comes out to start that feud again, he's going to get booed. And Dominic's going to get the pop. It's going to be your classic heel face that aren't getting what you're supposed to get. And when Dominic wins at Mania, it's going to be, hey, like everyone's going to go nuts. It's just, dude, it's so funny, man. It's so, I'm proud. I'm happy for all four of them. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. they've been getting treated not, not just entertainment wise, even in ring wise. They're, they're going over more. Like they're being booked good. I will say that. And it's funny because I thought the breakout person of that group was going to be Damian Priest. Yeah. Because, you know, Punishment, when he came in as Punishment Martinez from the Indies and ROH and shit, I was a big fan of that dude. And I thought that he eventually was going to, you know, get himself over with that uh, kind of like rocker gimmick that he had. Um, and he they 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 kind of pushed him and then gave up on him kind of quick, I feel like. And then when they put him in Judgment Day, I thought he was going to be like the breakout dude. And it turns out there's Dominic. Dominic's the fucking breakout yeah. dude, which is hilarious because he's like, I don't want to say this to be mean or anything, but he's literally like the least talented one out of that group. Yeah. And like by far, like, you know what I mean? Like by far. So Yeah, because Rhea's, Rhea's arguably getting the best booking of them all, which she should. Look uh, at the side. Yeah. Like she's bro, so mad. She massive. squashed the shit out of Candice, bro. And, oh, God, yes. And Candace then, is over. But, she's yeah, done and with then, yeah, and then you got to think like, because Damian, like you said, in NXT was over good, came to the main roster as much as wrestling fans might not listen to him. Being partnered with Bad Bunny is a really big deal. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. dude's so goddamn oh, yeah. popular. Had a mania match with him, then wins the U.S. Oh, title. Great. You know, mediocre title run because Vince made him this Jacqueline Hyde thing. Then yeah. it's a guy. Now it's like, all right, cool. Now he's with Judgment Day and he's with Edge. Didn't you really take the, off. You think about the purple thing. The fucking purple yeah. thing that they did on Raw where he 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 wrestled the match, I think, with AJ, right? And then yeah. he hit AJ with something. AJ's laid out, and he just gets down on one knee, and the purple lights in his face. He makes a weird face. They go to commercial. They come back, and they're gone. I was like, what the fuck? What now the he's, fuck now, he's, now he's with the talent. Like, so I'm happy he's back to where he was when he first debuted. Right. Kind of thing, like. Or spotlight, I should say. Like Judgment Day is gonna get a mania match of somehow, whether it's a mixed tag with Rhea involved or some shit. Like they're gonna like him and Finn are going to be on that card. Yeah, and collectively they're just they're they're literally like I don't want to say the bloodline of Raw because that's kind of stupid to say, but they're the best yeah. thing on Raw. And honestly, they were booked really strong last night too. Rhea came out and completely Dominated. decimated Candice. They Dominic was good. They beat all these teams. Hey, good brothers. Welcome back, guys, you fucking jobbers. Welcome back, bro. I hope the money's real good for you guys. I hope the money's real good. I hope that it's just so Japan funny, AEW, dude. Like, I hope it was, I hope it's worth it, bro. Uh, I really hope so. You came out, yeah. you left AW and Impact to come back to be five minute fucking jobbers on Raw. Congratulations, dude, guys. The reason I love, the reason I love your reaction is because we preach, I think we can agree, we, we preach go get your bag, right? Right. And that's what they did. But two years ago, Carl Anderson had nothing but terrible things to say yeah, about them. Nothing funny, but terrible. So now it's like, I, like, I wonder, you know, it's like, I, dog, you talk. That's like low-key karma. Yeah, you're getting paid good money, but you ain't going to do shit. And you know what's funny? You could tell when they came out, they look miserable, bro. They looked fucking miserable when they came out. 
And as soon as they came out for Dude, the interview, I'll I was say like, oh my unless, god. Unless AJ's involved with them, I just don't like them. I tried in New Japan. I tried in Impact. You know, I just I, unless they, even with their mm-hmm. first run in WWE, like in the beginning when they were winning tag titles and all that. Still didn't. Really, I like the Magic Killer. I like their finisher. Yeah, I think that that's is cool. literally the only thing I like about them. Yeah. Is that finish. But like, and in, unless they're the OC with AJ involved, I really don't give a fuck about them. And it's weird too because, like, I don't <clears throat> see the big deal with them. I've never seen a match of theirs where I've been like, "Yo, did you see that fucking Good Brothers match last night? That shit was the shit." I know that uh Carl Anderson is like. He was a singles guy for a while. I know he was a big deal yeah. in New Japan with Bullet Club and all that. But even that New Japan match that he just had, I, I, I said it was the worst match of the night. And easily, I thought it was the worst match of the night. Um, and then you got to think. The only thing, oh, the only time I ever got enjoyment out of them <laughs> was when they were on. A few years ago, when they were on Raw and they did that thing with Dana Brooke, where they had Dana Brooke with them. And they were like mm-hmm. doing the, they were feuding with New Day and they were doing like the scientific nerd. Yeah. Shit. That was funny. That shit was yeah. funny. Um, but other than that, bro, they, in Spanish, I would say, ni, ni frio ni calor. Like they don't make me hot or they don't make me cold. They do nothing for me. So it's yeah. like, or I liked when they, uh, it was towards the end of their run though, when they were doing like the hot mom thing, how they preach how much they just love hot moms. Like I, oh yeah, I was, yeah, watching, yeah. I was watching like a WWE Day of thing recently, and it was the draft. And Luke Gallus was like, "Well, what show statistically has more hot moms watching?" <laughs> it's just like it's funny because it's like a guy funny, you know what I mean? Like, was it was it on was it on WWE where he kept saying, "I have a hot Asian wife," or was that an AEW? I don't remember WWE. where that was, but he would always throw WWE. that in there. He's like, "I have a hot Asian wife." Like he would always yeah. throw that shit in there. They, that was funny when they were doing it, but like as far as like wrestling goes, yeah, their first and... run was. But it's funny because we said preach the bag, right? And when they were were on AEW TV, like they didn't get booked that great. Like, did they take the better offer, or did they even get an offer from AEW? You also got to think that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Khan didn't offer them shit. Yeah, you know what I mean, and but I bet you any money. Fuck the OC. So it's all about fucking Dominic Mysterio. Dominic. Uh, yeah, that's my boy. One more thing I wanted to throw on here was uh, Trash Boy, boy Dan. Dan. Spit your history. Let me hear you spit your history. Spit it. All right. So I'm Earl. Speak up. Speak up. Speak. Spit your history. <laughs> I'm Earl. And um, I'm actually 24 years old. I'm from <laughs> Englewood, New Jersey. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> all my niggas keep it cracking and popping. Uh-huh. I don't so, have any Photoshop. So I don't know how we you tend do. to solve it. So you know, we just resolve it. When yeah. y'all see this nigga, he is on, on a it. plate. Nah. He's on a. But yeah, and then again. once again, this is why you guys need to follow the YouTube page and watching. Thank you, Dan, for once again providing us with some comedy. Oh, that Dominic, he is the best, bro. I, I can't say enough about him. And to kind of wrap up the news. You know, we started off a little rough, but we wanted to send a little love to uh, Ricochet, proposed to his now fiance, Smith Irvin, right? Is her name? I'm pretty sure it is. Yep. Um, just shout outs to him, man. Congratulations, dude. Happy nuptials. Wish you guys the best. 
it's a beautiful thing to see happy people yeah. doing good things. So seems like a real cool dude, great wrestler. Um, actually, yeah. I'm going to be talking about him a little bit in a little bit here because as we go on to this, hey, me too. Oh, okay. Hold on, I, I got to I got to finish. He's the man. I got to finish one last thing on that. Oh yeah, yeah. Samantha, I I love Samantha only because we Pat McAfee preaches her. He always says the pipes on her. But yeah, I, right now in wrestling, she's over with like everyone. It's crazy. When's the last time like you know a ring announcer was really over? But dog, I Garcia. love when she announces. The, yeah, Lillian Garcia or Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts JoJo. Is over JoJo was pretty good. I like JoJo Offerman too. Yeah. But I love when she just announces the bloodline. Like when she just says them all, being a cunt by Hall, Paul Heyman, Sami Zayn, yeah. Sosa Cole, the undisputed W, and then she just hits it and then it's like she's got it down perfect. So right when she says his name, like the pyro goes off. Like, yo, she's killing it. I'm a big fan of her. And she's like yeah, Lillian because she sings. That's a fucking kick-ass job, ring announcer, bro. I, I wish – I don't know if I could do it because I don't, I don't know if my voice has that strength in it to <clears> – <throat> To be like the bloodline, like it's like Justin Roberts is the man, bro. When he does that Kenny Dog. Omega shit, bro, he runs yes. through those extended Kenny and Omega uh, announcers. Like I don't know how the fuck he does that shit. And then the uh, dog, and then Kenny. when he does Moxley, yeah, yeah. I, I can't even pretend to do that shit. He and then uh, when he did Anarchy in the arena. Awesome. Do you remember at Double or Nothing during Anarchy in the Arena? He was like, ladies and gentlemen, the following. And then he was just like, shit's about to hit yeah, the fan. Crazy. I'm here <laughs> I was just like, my boy. Going crazy. Music's playing. People are fighting. It was crazy, bro. Um, but Speaking of crazy, though. Speaking of crazy. So as you guys <laughs> saw the past few episodes, we did, uh, we did our year-end wrap-ups. And we wanted to do one show, but we split it up into two shows because there was just so much to talk about with each company that, you know, we ended up doing double the two shows for you guys. And in doing that, it kind of got our like creative juices flowing. So we thought, you know what, why don't we do a, for the first episode of the year, which is, no, it's not, this is the second episode of the year, but you know what I'm trying to say. We thought we would make a, create a pay-per-view since AEW doesn't have a pay-per-view until fucking March. <laughs> Um, we thought we would kind of create a forbidden door WWE AEW cross pay-per-view. So both of us actually have nine matches. Um, I actually have a pre-show, a quick, uh, four matches on a pre-show here that I kind of made up. But what we're going to try to do is go through our matches and then we're going to pick, what do you want to do? You want to pick, you want to keep it nine total? And then we'll just like, we'll, we'll combine hours both, but we'll keep it at nine. It's going to be hard, bro, because some of these matches are pretty outstanding. Yeah, definitely going to be hard. Um, yeah, we, uh, oh, we got two women's match each. So I think I we should have call it. three. I got two I got women. three women's matches because I couldn't, I couldn't not include it. I couldn't, I couldn't remove one. So I had to keep them. So I say at the end we just talk what ones we like the best from each other. Yeah, and that'll work. That'll work. That. <laughs> so. Um since I should have let you know that I had a pre-show so you could kind of do one, but since you don't, I'll just kind of throw mine out there. Um we can see what we think about that. So for the pre-show, 
I figured I would start it out hot with uh, Alpha Academy versus the varsity athletes, which is Tony Nese and Josh Woods. Um, I figured that would be a good hot opener. I really like Josh Woods a lot. I think he's fucking phenomenal. I really enjoyed him when he was in ROH. Um, I kind of not in love with the fact that he's hooked up with Tony Nese, but I think that would be a kick-ass opener. Um, Mm -hmm. Then I thought about putting in Abaddon versus Nikki Cross. Okay, I could see that. Right to itself. That would be a very entertaining match. They could probably do like a, I have it as listed as just a straight match, but probably like a false count anywhere match would probably be more fun. Um, now this one, I had it as the main event of the pre-show, but then I moved it because the main event I have for the pre-show is just two of my <laughs> favorites, but Judgment Day versus the House of Black. That, that that was one that I was going to do but didn't so I'm happy you did. Yeah, man. That, that you got to have that match somewhere. You got to have it. Um I think that would be a fucking kick-ass match to have. Would Rhea Ripley beat up her own boyfriend? <laughs> oh man. Well, which, I got Rhea Ripley. Game? I got Rhea Ripley's dance card is very filled later on in this in this for me. Oh, so God. Uh, she got her own problems. <laughs> Um, and then for the main event of the, the pre-show, I got, uh, Mr. Pre-show himself, Eddie Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Uh, I think that's something I, we'd all like to see. So yeah, that's the pre-show, just something real quick I came up with there. But, um, we go to the main show now. And Nick, I don't know if you want to start. You want me to start? Uh, you want to just run down your card? Then I'll go since you already did okay, a few. That's cool. So. For my card, all right, I'm just going to go through the whole thing. Um, well, okay. Yeah, let's just do that. So my first match, opener. Save your main event. Save your main event. Okay. Yeah, my main event is, is bro, my main event is bananas. Um, the opener for my show would be Street Profits versus Top Flight. You got to You're going to tell me you're going to open up a show hotter than that, that match. I don't know if you're going to be able to do it. Um, mm-hmm. that's just, this is, come on. <laughs> these are, these are matches that like, as I'm putting them together, I'm like, God damn it. I really hope this happens one day. Um, for my second match, I have a triple threat and the triple threat is Wesley versus Ricochet versus Bandito in a ladder match for the NXT North American championship. Cause we got to have titles on the line on this show. Oh 100%. yeah. Uh, my next match showing love to the ladies I have Rhea Ripley versus Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. Uh, yeah. Tell me you don't want to watch that match. You a liar if you do. If you don't. Uh, I figured for my next match, I would kind of have a kind of like a showcase match to kind of break up the championship. <laughs> so I got a four-way dance here, and it's Powerhouse Hobbs versus Bobby Lashley. Versus Braun Breaker versus Wardlow. Bro. Um, <laughs> Good go. Yeah. It's crazy because there's so many people. You, you, you it, 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 There's going to definitely be overlap. But it's like <laughs> I wanted to spread the love, man. But it was very hard to put this thing together. Um, yeah. For the next match, I went back to the ladies to kind of push us through. And I have Hikaru Shida versus Charlotte Flair for the WWE Women's Championship. <laughs> That's a match I would love to see. Um, next match is a straight one-on-one. Ricky Starks versus Seth freaking Rollins. Um, 
my last ladies match of the night. I think it's going to be pretty obvious what this is. Is Bianca Belair versus Jamie Hayter. Winner takes all. Whoever wins gets both belts. Um, so you got the AEW Women's Championship and then you got the WWE Raw Women's Championship on the line. Um, my second to last match, MJF versus AJ Styles for the AEW World Championship. Okay. I like that. And uh <laughs> my main event, I'm gonna yeah, yeah, save that it. right now. Yep. All right. So similar card. So uh starting off my show though is Lucha Brothers versus the Usos in a ladder match Ooh. for the tag belt. Ooh. Um, you just know they're gonna deliver. Oh. Um following that, uh, I'll move to the women's side. So mid this one was my obvious women's one for the TBS title. Uh Bianca Belair versus Jade. Okay. Like battle of battle of strength to Hell see yeah. who can kind of do what there. Uh then after that, I had a tag match that people have been wanting to see for a while. Um New Day, I didn't pick members, but New Day versus the Bucks. I know oh, a lot of people man. have been wanting to see. Why so if I, I was thinking man? that match just off of style, I'd probably go with Xavier and Kofi. Just because Big E is, you know, more. Um, I also had a fatal four way. Oh, nice. With Lashley <laughs> versus Wardlow versus Hobbs. Wow. Versus Gunther. Oh my God. Yeah. For the IC title. So that's why when you said <laughs> I was dying. Um, wow. Then for Oof. the TNT title, I had a triple threat of Ricochet, Sammy, and Pac. Ricochet, Sammy, and Pac. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Then I had a Battle of the Mic match. Like it's, it would happen because they would be good on the mic together. I did MJF and KO. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. You know, especially. And then, um, this one's shockingly not my main event. And it's going to be because of the style of the match. You'll see why. Not because of what this match is. Like, my next match, you'll see why. But co-main event, whatever. I, oh, wait. I missed out a one more, another women's match for the WWE Women's. Uh, Charlotte versus Britt Baker. Reason Ooh. there is just because I feel Britt Baker is presented as the face of the women's. And people don't kill me. But Charlotte is pretty much presented as the face yeah. of the women's division. She's she what, walked in the door and instantly got the belt back on her. Like, come on. Of course. Hey, she she's the biggest face now, though. Yeah, <laughs> to be in the one. Do you see that clip? The... Do you see that clip of her when she beat um uh this past week? She beat um Sonya Deville. She beat Sonya, and she's like, "Give me that fucking belt!" And then the she's like, "Oh shit, that's right. I'm supposed to be a good guy." Yay! She starts smiling and she raises the belt up. Like it's yeah. hilarious. And then... She like instantly is like a heel. Like, give me that fucking. She says, "Give me that fucking belt." Like yeah. off mic. And then the ref says something to her, and she smiles. She goes, "Oh shit, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy. Yay, I won!" Yeah. Like it's hilarious. And then my co-main event for the WWE title in a no disqualification match: Roman Reigns versus John Moxley. Oh, uh, thinking because wow. you're going to get interference from Bloodline and Blackpool Combat Club. And then I'll present my main event first because I feel yours is going to be better. But in mind for the AEW title, in a 60-minute Ironman match, mm. I got Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins. Oof. Damn. 
Because that's my <laughs> personal. Because a lot of people want to see Omega and Seth. Some want to see Omega and uh, Roman because of whatever. But mine's um, my dream match right now is Omega and Seth. Damn. A 60-minute Iron Man match. God damn. That would be fucking great, man. Seth Rollins versus Kenny Omega would be phenomenal. Um, I like your card a lot, too. Um, it's definitely got bangers on there. Uh, I wanted to include Gunther, but I couldn't figure out where to plug him in. And I didn't want to do, like, all belts because then it was kind of like a... It felt kind of weird, like, having all the belts. And I definitely wanted to put yeah. Darby in, and I couldn't figure out a spot for Darby because I couldn't figure out who I could match Darby up with. Maybe Dominic, but... Or Rey Mysterio, maybe, but they don't... Their styles are not really, like... I wanted people who, like, kind of complimented each other, and I couldn't figure out anybody to put Darby in there with. So I had to leave him off the card. Yeah. Um, but my main event... Uh, so I have MJ versus AJ Styles for the championship. <laughs> Um, but the main event of this show would have to be, so what I did is I made a new faction. <laughs> so I have oh, Kenny geez. Omega, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks and Death Triangle. And I call them the Death Elite versus okay, the Bloodline. So versus the Bloodline, which is Roman Reigns, the Usos, Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn. So one, okay. two, three, four, five. And then one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Well, I won't have to eliminate somebody from Death Triangle. I'd say I had Pac. I thought I had six. Yeah, I would have to take out Pac and have and just have um the Lucha Brothers instead of Death Triangle. But uh that would be my main event. Be Death Triangle, Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega versus the Bloodline. Well, if we're gonna do that, no What? Say it. Well, I wanted to put them in war games so bad. Yeah. But I couldn't. It's not, it's not Survivor Series. So I was like, fuck. I wasn't. And then I was like, maybe I could put them in Hell in a Cell. But then I was like, nah. It's kind of whack. Like, well, Hell in a Cell's kind of whack. I honestly would just like to see them in a, just have that five on five match, like in the ring. And then they could just do all their crazy shit in there without having to have a gimmick involved. So I got to ask you a question. Then speaking of like dream paper, you say right now, take belts off everyone, right? Just take belts off everyone. Cause the obvious answer is if you're going to book a card, if Tony and triple H sat down, they'd probably do MJF versus Roman, you know, champ versus champ thing. Right. I would assume. But if you, you and I are Tony Khan and triple H, or you have that power right now to do one match, you or like what would you like in real life right now if Tony Khan and Triple H sat down that's why I said take the belt off whoever if they had to pick one match with real time and everything who do you think they make the main event the obvious answer is Roman on WWE side but who do you think Kenny would pick I guess as his gladiator I mean uh, not Kenny Tony I would think well, that's the thing. I would say Kenny Omega but I don't feel like like Kenny and Roman's styles are so different that I don't know. So different. Yeah, like I don't know. You know Roman you're going to get the better match. Because Roman has the ability. And I'm not saying Roman is bad or anything because he's not. He But he he's more methodical in the shit he does. His shit is more like take you to the ground. He has that guillotine <laughs> choke. 
he has the ability to turn it up, you know, when he bounces off the rope, Superman punch and all that shit. But Kenny is just so all over the place, bro. He's jumping through the ropes. He's fucking off the top rope. He's doing all types of crazy shit. And I don't know. So. Because Seth, in my opinion, Kenny and Seth are the best in their respect. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to remove all the titles from everybody and you're going to place them onto certain people and then have them represent the company, I would do Kenny and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be funny if you do Kenny and Cody? <laughs> I know, Kenny, right? You, you think uh, Cody and you have him wrestle Kenny? Do you think MJF and uh, Roman would have a good match? Because you, I think the build would be good. On the mic, they're both the good. Thing is, especially with Paul at, involved. Nah, when you look at Roman Reigns and you look at MJF, MJF is not a a a a, a physically intimidating guy. Like he's just not. He mm-hmm. looks like a little Jersey piece of shit. Like I'd slap the shit out of. But he, you know, he talks a big game and he does deliver in the ring. But I don't know. You put him in there with Roman. So if like Punk was still a it, thing, is a thing. So if Punk is, was, it forever will be whatever thing, would it be Punk Roman then? They'd probably have a better match, you think? I think they would have a better match. Yeah. They would definitely have, he would have a better match. They would have a good, that, now that's the perfect storyline, especially because of Paul Heyman. Yeah. Punk, if he's healthy and all that shit, I think he would have a much better match with, um, with Roman than, than MJF, I think. Um, yeah. And again, I'm not trying to take anything away from MJF because he's had some fantastic matches. No, we love MJF. It's just like, I don't, I look at him and I don't, like putting him and Roman standing next to each other, I, I don't know, bro. I, Roman, I feel like Roman will whoop his ass. Cause don't get me wrong, I love MJF, but MJF and Roman on a, like, we argue, but Roman on that partial schedule, but he gets in the ring more than MJF does, which I and, credit and, MJF for. And he gets it in, bro. He gets it in. He's he's Roman Reigns is awesome. Like I don't know, people are tired of him or whatever, but he's fucking awesome. Roman Reigns is a shit. Um, oh, yeah, but because you know, I whenever he drops some belts, he's gonna go away for a little bit. Yeah, he's gonna take a break, come back. It's fine. He could take a couple months and then show up on a random pay-per-view. Oh, my God, he's back. The Tribal Chief is back. Um, Yeah, I I would have to think it's Kenny and Seth. I think that would be the best best choice. If they're going to strip all the belts down and, you know, pick one-on-one. Now, this is like a funny. If not, it's, it's, but then, you know. And then you're talking about who else is it? Moxley, Jericho. They were already there. Like they've had those matches with these people. So it's like, that's know, the even though Moxley, put, that's Moxley's what I tried different. not to put. Yeah. Yeah. Moxley's a different person though. That's too, why so I tried not to. Put not really him. fair. It, he's not Dean Ambrose. Like he, he's Dean Ambrose is like a completely different person compared to what John Moxley is. So, um, I don't really consider that a thing. So. I'd like to see Moxley versus Roman Reigns. That's a match I'd like to see for sure. You could definitely do yeah. that because they match up well. That's a, They kind of have the same style, honestly. He loves that fucking Yeah, they do. Choke, that lean back bulldog choke shit. Roman does the same thing. He just does it in reverse. He brings the dude down and Moxley brings the neck up. So 
I'm yeah, down for they're that. boys too in real life. They're they're both yeah. very vocal about how they're boys in real life too. You know, yeah, I don't know. They I don't care what anyone says. Triple H has had a conversation with someone, and Tony Khan has had a conversation with someone. Being like, Doug, you know how cool it'd be if we booked a dream show with these guys, like yeah. a big show. It's happened. They, I, I don't think it's ever happened in a no shit public meeting setting or anything, but on those plane rides they take, or yeah. You know, and I don't want to be that guy, but I kind of feel like Triple H is one of those like he doesn't say much about AEW, but he really does consider them to be like they're like Bush League compared to what he's doing. Like I know he feels like that. So I think Tony, if anything, and and again, this is not me liking one over the other, but I just think Tony would be more like, hey man, we could like, you know what I'm saying? And it's not from a, it's not that he needs to do it, but I think it's something that he would be more open to doing because it would be a great thing to see. Oh yeah. Triple H would be like, mm, yeah, we'll do it as long as all my all my guys fucking go over. You can have mm-hmm. the Miz. The Miz can lose a match, but all my other guys are winning. It's like, it's just that's the thing too. When you book a show like that, it's like that's why I love Forbidden Door because like they booked it perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, how the fuck do you book that even? Like, how the fuck would you book these matches? Wesley versus Ricochet versus Bandito, Rhea and Jade. Who's winning that? Yeah. Hobbs, Lashley, Braun Breaker, and Wardlow. Who fucking comes out on top in that match? You know what I'm saying? Cheetah yeah, and Charlotte Flair. Like That's why no time soon I'd like to see, No, which I don't think it will happen. That's why no time soon I'd want to see like a show like this because of that. And it's like to kind of go to like your Bush League comment, like I don't know how, like you got to think like AEW and like Tony Khan like touts like selling out Arthur Ashe Stadium, right? Which is like, I don't know how many does that fit. Is it like thirty or forty ish no thousand, idea. something like that? He sells, right? Which I think is awesome. I think it's cool, like that stadium and everything. But you got to think, like, Mania just broke the attend, like sing, like they broke the gate record, and there's not a single match made. And that's because yeah. there's years of build and everything like that. Like, you know what I mean? I'll never be that guy to be like, they're just that much better. Like, no, that's not the case. But it's like, I think that's why you need, like, because as we as Dan says too, we live in that micro microwave world environment that it's, you can't see this yet. You can't. Let AEW grow more. I give you, give it like a year or two. AEW's probably gonna, which I'm kind of shocked they haven't. You think there's a reason Tony Khan hasn't tried like a show at the Jaguar Stadium yet? Because that's not. I'm not a sure, big I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why he hasn't booked that yet. Because that's a. I mean, it's fucking huge. I don't know if he can sell it out. That's probably so you the don't, problem. Like, do you, real real talk? Do you think AEW could sell out like a sixty seventy thousand stadium? No, I don't think so. They have trouble. No. They have trouble selling out these bigger like these bigger shows. Um. Like Arthur Ashe is twenty three thousand. Oh, you 24. looked it up. Yeah. So you um, got to think like they do some raws at events like that. Yeah. Like, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they've done the Jaguar thing because I'm. I'm not. I don't think he's confident that they would sell it out. Um, because you, you do don't want to fucking. You don't want to have that wide shot, and then you're seeing half a fucking empty arena, bro. That's that shit ain't a good look for anybody, bro. See, dude, I think they could. 
I don't know, man. Eight, eight maybe like I said, for a pay per view, maybe if they really have like, I mean, they gotta have like Sasha. They gotta have Punk a hundred percent healthy. They gotta have Hulk Hogan and fucking. <laughs> uh, the NWO is back, brother. <laughs> they gotta bring back the NWO. Like they would have to really fucking. You're not gonna. You're not gonna sell out sixty thousand seats with like Darby Allen. As much as I love him, with Darby mm-hmm. and Ricky and those guys are not gonna get. They're not gonna get that done, bro. So how long do you think till they could get there? I mean, again. As as is said on this show many times, it takes time to to build yeah, this thing and then, you know continue to build your audience. Because look at even their ratings. Like last week's Dynamite was fucking great, and it did like mm-hmm. eight hundred thousand. And again, we don't talk ratings and that bullshit on the show. No, I, we I don't, don't care. But it's just in relation to they were doing a million, they were doing a million, a million two, you know, a million three, and then now they're down to like eight hundred thousand. So you know, tomorrow is going to be a big audience. test. Not going down, you know what I mean? It's going the other way. So, um, for them to fill out a 60,000 seat arena, like Dallas Stadium or some shit like that, yeah, they'd have to have massive, massive stars. And again, you know, that's the thing with WWE, it's well established over 40, 50. Yeah, that's what it is. They got all the contracts for all the places, they're, they're, they're the attraction. You know what I mean? It, it, it is what it is. So they're, they're able to yeah. do shit like that. I don't think, I don't think AEW is on that level yet. It's going to take a couple of years, bro. At least. Yeah. I think it might take more. Yeah. You know I mean, like I said, they could. I think if Tony like hyped up a show like well in advanced, you know what I mean? Not like tomorrow on Dynamite, he announces double or nothings in Allegiant Stadium. Like I don't think it would work that quick, but if they did like a year announcement, like they do with the manias, like, Hey, all out's going to be in the Chicago field. Whatever the the stadium's called, Soldier Field. Yeah, how big is the United Center? Obviously, they were going to sell out because of CM Punk, but um, the United Center is yeah, United Center's up there. They sold like as far as yeah, they were sold out. I definitely think they're going to get there. People just got to lay off them when it comes to things like that, you know. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't do two things at once, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I guess what we're getting at for the people listening before you comment, it's like, I don't think we're saying that it's light years ahead. Just one, you got to give it time. But we, I think we, I can speak for both of us here. We definitely think they have the potential to get there and we want them to have the potential to get there. You know, right. and they're doing the right things, the little things like changing that stage, bringing in these, backstage people from other companies and you know working on these tv deals getting your tv company involved in it like that's going to help build your product you know they got the talent to bring people in now you got to work on the presentation yeah uh united centers 23.5 so you know they did sell that out but that was on the back of cm punk coming back so you know and you got to think chicago's like the the hardcore wrestling fan so are they going to do that LA. Like, I'll, we'll see tomorrow. I'm pretty, like, I don't know if that one is like kind of going back. We hate talking ratings, but like, in my opinion, if they don't get like one point, I'd say if they don't get over a mil or 1.1 tomorrow, like, but that's when you think Mercedes is coming. People are, people are speculating Mercedes is going to show up tomorrow, but it's like, 
Bro, they're not even teasing. I don't think she's gonna. They're not teasing anything. Not even a, not even a kind of teasing. Like there's no the only thing you can say is that um Brit said I'm the Brit boss Bates. in one of the promos last week or whatever. And that's like, come on, that you could take that anyway, whatever. You know what I mean? Um yeah. now if she would have said I'm the CEO, because that's what Mercedes said at the New Japan show, you may be a little closer to thinking that something's happening. But bro, if you if you're seeing that Mercedes sells sold out this fucking New Japan show just on her name alone and Kaidi, of course, um, you, you wouldn't you want to like at least somewhat maybe do like the CM Punk thing where you teased it without really teasing it so you could get some you know what I'm saying pop a number. Yeah. But that's why I don't think she's gonna show up. I don't think it's it's there yet. Maybe maybe she wants to Dude, win that's... the belt first and then show up with like a belt. You know what I mean? She might want to show Dude, up with that. that from a guy title. who's going from a guy who's going to the show tomorrow, I have no anticipation of seeing her. Would I love to see her? Yes, I will mark out 100% if she comes out. But, like, no BS. I am fully anticipating her not to be there because, as I said earlier in the show, Tony Khan did nothing to make you think right. she's going to be here. And in a world where, especially in the wrestling world, where world's worst secret is a good thing, there's no sign of this. There's no CM Punk signs of this, you know? So, that, and it sucks because they're going to get a lot of backlash for it if she's not there, which is dumb. Which is dumb, but they will. Yeah, it's, you know, not even a tease. It's, it's just weird. I, I, I doubt it, bro. I really do. Again, I think she wants to show up with a belt. Which is fair. Which would Or knowing help, she's going to win. Which would help because then she could, like, Technically, instead of going after a title, she could defend her title. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And push the fact that she's the the fucking champ, the woman's champion in Japan or whatever. That way you're not like, you know what I'm saying? Immediately throwing her up against um, Jamie Hayter and then you run the risk of kind of ruining her push. So, you know, again, we like to book our own shit on the show. <laughs> Yeah, it could be like if you brought her in tomorrow, whether she's in the match or not, have a stare down with Brit or the face down with Brit. Because I have the feeling if she comes in, she's gonna face Brit. That's just me personally. Because you know, we hate saying it, but the TBS title is more of an undercard women's title, and you don't want to be Jamie yet. Have that stare down, win the title, bring Mercedes in, defend the New Japan title, gets American eyes on New Japan once again. But that depends if New Japan wants that. New Japan might be like, nah, y'all got to come watch us to get it, which I wouldn't blame them either. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, we've, we've been very good with this forbidden door, but now that we got the hottest free agent in wrestling, nah, you you come to us to watch this. You know? That's so what I, I would do. Like I said, That's we what you're supposed long. to do is, yeah. is take your stars and be like, yo, this person's here. You want to come see it? You're going to have to come see it here. And that's what you do. Yeah, because think about it. How often have we seen like Omega in New Japan? Really, like we haven't seen him a crazy amount, right? Since AEW, he just came back. Yeah, was that the first time? Five years. Five years, bro. It's been five years. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you got to think. Like, I I can't blame them if they do the same thing, you know. But um, I think. To kind of re-, re bring it back to where we were, I think we both booked some good cards. <laughs> yeah, it's we, we went we, on we a tangent. Like, kind of do originally about. was like 
we were going to like, for people listening or watching, we were going to like meld them together and make one card, but I, I don't even know if we can do that. And again, we're leaving so we're many people out because that's how much talent is out there with these two. I mean, I got House of Black on the pre-show. I didn't want to do that, but yeah. I really couldn't move any of these other people down into the pre-show. So we didn't have Hangman. You, know. you got to think like we both left no out. No Hangman. You know what I mean? Who else? I'm trying to think who else we left out. Uh, I personally like. Like I so left I out Darby Sting. I left out Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. Yep. I personally um, left out like Brian Danielson and Cody Rhodes because they've done both. You know yes. what I mean? That was just me personally, but still Jericho still was left out. You know, we could have booked Jericho. That whole crew. Society. Um, you know, even like you could have done some dumb shit like Jericho appreciate society against the brawling brutes with Drew. Right. Banger after banger. <laughs> the banger oh, yeah. bros. But yeah, uh, and just like we left out a lot and that just shows how much great wrestlers there are out there. So kudos to them. Yeah, I actually had a match. When I first thought of this, I had a match with Hook. And I now I forget who it is that I wanted him to go up against. And it was such a funny choice. And it's killing me that I can't remember that shit now. I think is it, it might have like, been Dominic. I was going to say, like someone like in... Well, yeah, you got the, like, the next generation fighting each other. Yeah, I don't know if it was Hook versus Dominic. I don't... I don't I, fuck, man, I can't remember who it was, but it was... When I thought of it, I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And then from there, I started making most of my other card. But, yeah, left a lot of names off, man. But Left uh, Dan Housen. Oh, of Dan, course. Dan Housen versus Uncle Howdy. <laughs> Dan Housen and uh, Dexter Loomis. Yeah. Oh, God, that would just be horrendous. That would actually you know, a little thing about it because Dexter Loomis doesn't talk or do anything, and then Dan Housen, like, curses him. Yeah, he does all the talking. Yeah. Oh God, Danhausen. He's great. I love Danhausen personally. I hope I see him tomorrow. Nah, the big ones I want to see tomorrow that aren't advertised. I really want to see Hook. And uh Yeah, you're getting I, him versus Morrissey. Oh He's yeah, him Morrissey. and uh who who's Hook? He's wrestling uh, uh, Jungle freaking... Boy and Jungle Boy against yeah, Big Bill and Morrissey. uh Big Bill and Lee Moriarty, correct? Lee Moriarty, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm amped mostly for the, I'm amped most for the ladder match. Cause when I went to double or nothing, Kenny Omega wasn't cleared. So this is my first time seeing Kenny oh. Omega. Oh, and you're getting the final, bro. Yeah. That was like I said, I said it to you, the Mercedes speculation, but mostly this match is what sold me on it. Like dog, like, yo, you're telling me you can drive an hour to go see that? Like, I'm gonna go do that. <laughs> Hell yeah, you know? bro. Um, but I oh, think that's like, all Kushida. from us. Speaking of Kushida, Kushida's heading to GCW. Ooh. On the 17th, he's going to be on the GCW show. So I got to watch that. That's, so much yeah, that's something man. different. And then also, guys, uh, I know we don't talk about this a lot on this show, but Impact is having uh, a pay-per-view on the 13th. It's called Hard to Kill. Um, if you can, if you want to support them, I would get this show because it's a fucking killer card that they have. Um, the main event is Josh. Uh, the main event is freaking Bully Ray uh, versus Josh Alexander. So that's going to be fucking great. Um, yes. Because Bully Ray is fucking awesome. Even though I'm not a fan of him personally, but he is probably the greatest heel of all time. 
ever. After seeing him live, I've I've decided that he's the greatest heel ever. And you could you could argue with your fucking father if you don't agree. As I like to say on Twitter. Uh, Argue with your father. Oh, God. If you can find him. Oh, that's great. That's great. But yeah, that's all I got, bro. You got anything else? Yeah, man. Listen, we're, we're all wrapped up and done. We gave you our card. If you guys heard this show and you thought of some people that we left out, if you thought of some matches you'd like to see, gimmick matches or or any of that sort that you wanted to add, you already know what to do. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Go to the YouTube page. Drop it in the comments. Drop a T for your trash boys in the comments section of those YouTube videos. Come on. I want to see those T's in there. And uh, other than that, man, we thank you so much for joining us for episode 127 of Wrestling is Trash. I am Lou from the BX, your friend till the end. And uh, thank you. Just thank you again. Very grateful for you guys who are tuning in and listening. So, yes, thank you. Thank you. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Anastelli, but most importantly, the show on YouTube and Instagram at Wrestling is Trash and on Twitter at Wrestling Be Trash. Thank you guys for joining for the past one hour, 28 minutes and 35 seconds. Y'all have a good one. Get you some merch if you want, bro. Look at this hat. My sexy ass name on this hat. Look at that shit. Get you some merch.